Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mike Evans, fate rests in the hands of one James Thrash, and he is the guy who listened to the appeal of Mike Evans for that one-game suspension. By the time you hear this podcast, we may have an answer expected around sometime around noon today, uh, perhaps earlier. And um, listen, uh, it's a process. I don't think he's going to get very far with James Thrash. It would have been either Thrash or Derek Brooks, obviously, Brooks with, you know, all the Tampa Bay ties, franchise he played for, you know, far be it from them to have any sort of appearance of impropriety, so they went with Thrash. But really, what could his argument be? I was trying to think about this, and there have been scuffles in the NFL that look similar, and guys were not suspended. In fact, there have been scuffles in the NFL that look similar, similar and guys have not even been thrown out of the game, which Mike was. Mike's first incident back in the day was one that he didn't get thrown out of the game, and he absolutely blindsided, you know, um, at that point. It, was, it wasn't even like a fight. He just came to the rescue of, you know, Jameis Winston and blindsided Marshawn Lattimore, who never even saw him coming, and he still didn't even get ejected from the game. He did get suspended. And I, I just think that, they're going to probably look at this entire optic as the NFL is wont to do. You know, so much of what they do is not necessarily based on the offense, but just the optics of it. And they don't want this to ever continue. Um, Football is not a sport. There's enough physical contact and you don't need sort of bench clearing brawls. It's kind of funny when they get out there because there's nothing they can do to really hurt each other except, you know, maybe take off a helmet and swing it at at somebody. But, I, I don't know which way it's going to go. I tend to think it's not going to go the Bucks' way. And that's that's going to hurt them in this game. Look, more injury news occurred on Monday. Akeem Hicks, he tore his plantar fascia in his foot. He's going to miss probably around four weeks. Now, sometimes you know it varies how fast they can recover from that. But let's say it's a month. That's significant. And he's, what, 32, 33 years old. So you start looking at this team, Josh Wells, who's 31, I think. He's going to miss this game, according to Todd Bowles, with a calf injury. His isn't quite as serious, maybe, as, as Akeem Hicks. But now you're down to your third tackle. And actually, I thought Brandon Walton played really well, the kid from Seminole High School. But nonetheless, third tackle. And then you look at Julio Jones. Not going to practice today because he doesn't practice on Wednesday. So the earliest we would know anything about him is Thursday. Coming off a knee injury, guy that's missed at least seven games in each of the last two years. And in the games he played, he didn't practice very much during the week. So Chris Godwin, you know, suffering from the hamstring. The Bucks went out, and the Bucks did what the Bucks always do, or have done since Tom Brady's been here. They said, is there anybody out there that's, I don't know, 
30-something years old that might want to play a couple downs for us before heading off into the sunset. Oh, yeah, come on down, Cole Beasley. We're going to put you on the practice squad. Cole Beasley, 10 years in the league, really good slot receiver. Um, hadn't been signed by anybody. He said he had a couple of teams that had wanted to sign him. He's going to go on the practice squad, and I would think he's probably going to potentially play on Sunday if they can get him up to speed with enough things to you know for him to do. I mean, think about the receivers that they may have to put out there, right? Let's say that Julio Jones doesn't make it back or Chris Godwin, and I frankly think you'd really err on the side of caution with Godwin regardless of how he says he feels. So we're looking at kind of a skeleton crew. Now, I know Brashard Perriman made the big play. He made the one touchdown grab, which you know separated the score because it was a 3-3 game to that point. But who else are we talking about here? Russell Gage? Russell Gage had a bunch of targets and very few catches the other day. Scotty Miller had the most targets. I think he had eight and had like four or five catches and and perhaps a drop in there. The drop passes were something that absolutely irritated Brady like crazy. I think Jalen Darden played like 10 or 11 snaps on offense, never saw a pass, but got a holding penalty, which pushed them back. And so the one play he made as a receiver out there, he cost his team. There's just not a lot of weapons here. And the tight ends, if you're going to go, well, you know, it's, it's hey, how, how about the tight ends? Well, they've caught all of two passes all season, right, for almost no yards. Kyle Rudolph can't get a helmet on game day. So I don't, I don't know who Tom's going to throw it to, but Cole Beasley might be one of those guys. And that's, that's why he's here. You know, how fast can Odell Beckham Jr. get his, you know, ACL healed up? Because we saw that hugathon going on in New Orleans on Sunday. It's looking grim, you know, for the Bucks, but this is not unexpected. When you have the oldest roster in the NFL, and I'm not even mentioning, haven't mentioned guys like Ryan Jensen, you know, who's in his 30s and went down the second day of, of training camp. Now, that was a freak injury. Young guys get hurt in this game, too. No, no question. But I've always said, you know, your older players typically don't get healthier and more productive as they continue to age. It is a young man's game. The unicorn is Tom Brady. No, There are no examples like him. But the rest of them, yeah, they get hurt. And they keep getting hurt. And that's, you know, Keem Hicks has missed like 20 games in the last three seasons. So are we surprised, right? Are we surprised? I, I'm not. I, you know, I, it's unfortunate because these guys look good in training camp in the first week and all that. But I don't know if I'm was... surprised, but you're two weeks in the season, and, and once again you're heading a position that you get decimated in, which is what happened last year to the Bucks. And that's now, what they tried to avoid. secondary. Yeah, and, and they yeah. beefed up the secondary, adding Keanu Neal and Logan Ryan. Yep. And, and, and it's know, getting, great. Getting players back healthy. Mm-hmm. They tried to beef up the receiving core by adding Julio Jones and Russell Gage. and But yep. it, it still hit them now. And, you know, that's what we've, we've talked about this. You know, the NFL is a game of attrition. What you mm-hmm. can't have is one position get nailed. No. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to lose guys throughout the season. Some for a couple games, some for longer. Some mm-hmm. for the season, like Ryan Jensen. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you're on your third offensive tackle now. Yeah. Look, nobody has two really good offensive tackles, much less four. So when you when you have you know more than an injury at as you know a spot like that is not one that there's just guys on the street right it just doesn't happen I mean you want to you know try to talk you know retired players out of out of retirement you can try that but for the most part they're on a roster if they can play and that's what training camp is about that's what building the roster is about is to have depth and versatility and look. They may have stumbled into something in the Brandon Walton. I don't, you know, he played 44 snaps prior to that. It was four. And they all came on special teams in the Dallas game. Four snaps is all that guy had played in an NFL game. And they had to go out and play 44. And he held up. Did okay. Not great. Not perfect. But, but okay. Well, we still don't know what he is for a full game. And he, he's likely going to have to start this game. And that's that's not a good place to be in. But we know that Brady's going to turn and hand it off to Leonard Fournette. That's the other guy. You know, Leonard Fournette is is got this team on his back. I mean, he's getting hard yards, man. Like he's getting hit five and six and seven times and maybe getting a two yard gain. I mean, you do that twenty five times a game, you're not going to make it through seventeen weeks. So they're going to need some others to kind of step it up and contribute. And that's what Tom has been talking about. And I think that's why he's frustrated is some of the younger guys, they, they need to make plays now. You know, this is not, you're not a rookie as far as they're concerned. You're the best player they can put on the field. And when you're out there, if you're Coke Keefe or you're Rashad White and they throw you the ball, you got to catch it. You know, you know, we know you're human and not everybody's going to catch everything, but you're out there for a reason to make plays. And I think Brady is already, you know, has little patience, as you might imagine, for some of these younger guys that he has to play with dropping balls. And that's why he trusts and has a bigger trust, you know, in older, experienced players. But the problem is they can't stay healthy, you know. And, again, there are young guys that are hurt too. We haven't seen Giovanni Bernard, older guy, been inactive. We haven't seen Keyshawn Vaughn, younger guy, been inactive, you know. Kyle Rudolph, older guy, been inactive. They're going to start mixing it up and putting some of those guys out there just to see if they can help, you know, with some of the some of the workload and create some plays because right now they're just not getting a lot of them. But when you have an elite defense, you don't need a lot of points. This is not going to be 30, ga- 30 points a game. You might win by 14 or 17, but, it's you know, it's going to be 17 or 14 to 3. And and that's sort of how they're doing it right now. So I don't know. I mean, Mike Evans, if if he wins this appeal, uh, I mean, they should throw him a parade. But this really, this balances out this game against the Packers because I think the Packers have their own issues, obviously, at wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers is trying to get used to a bunch of young guys who, oh, oh by the way, are a talented group, and they're not hurt. So those are two things that they have going for them. They'll get better as the season goes on. And maybe this will be the breakout game in Tampa. I don't know. It's probably further down the road. Um, So they've got their own issues with personnel and especially at the receiver position. So I think this is going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be a battle of wills. Two great quarterbacks trying to figure it out down the stretch in the fourth quarter and mostly a low-scoring game, I think, unless – one team or the other turns it over a bunch. And that's where the Bucks defense has been so good. They've forced so many turnovers, 10 sacks, all of that. 
that it gives them a really good look. But man, I'll tell you, really early on, the age has already begun to show on this football team. And that and people would say, well, that's unfair. They're playing football like, you know, a pl- you know, plantar fascia. You can't, you know, that can happen to any guy. Yeah, it can. It can. You're right. You're right. But how many games has Hicks missed in the last three years? 20. Okay. So he's had that track record as, as had Julio Jones, you know? So, I mean, are we surprised? I mean, shouldn't be surprised, you know, past behavior, predicting future behavior. I mean, you know, again, injuries are going to happen in the league and it happens to young players too, but happens much more frequently to guys that have played as long as they have. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, Evans wins his appeal and, you know, It'll be a newsy day, obviously, out there at the Advent Healthcare Training Center. We've got uh, your mailbag questions today as well. We can get to those, and then we'll wrap it up with what has been a very disappointing Rays series against the Houston Astros. Going to get your questions here in just a second, but first I want to make you aware of May Electric Solar. Your electric bill is going up. we got a solution. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Uh, there's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to guarantee their workmanship. That's right, with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get 700 and $50 worth of surge protection on all your appliances. That right there is the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all its products. It conducts on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, and that's important. You know exactly who is doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long and preserve the quality of your life and the quality of your appliances as well. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. So I texted you this afternoon. I was, uh, I was in uh, New York for some meetings on Monday and Tuesday, and I was heading back to Tampa on Tuesday afternoon. And so I'm at the airport just grabbing a bite to eat before the plane, and Max Kellerman shows on. And I'm not hearing the audio. I'm just seeing the screen. But the Chiron is... Should the Bucks run the ball more? <laughs> well, it's obvious you don't follow the Bucks because they have been, and we said yeah. all along they're going to this year. That's why right. they re-signed Leonard Fournette to a three-year contract. Yeah, That's why they paid him $7 million a year. Uh-huh. And it's all about protecting 45-year-old Tom Brady. So I, just, I think it's funny how the national media – well, it's not funny. I mean, it, they, they can't deep dive onto teams like you do. Your team. Well, yeah, they don't watch every game. They're they're not in training camp and kind of seeing what the dynamic of, of Todd Bowles is going to be. I mean, when you ask if, you know, can they run anymore, I mean, they'd have to be running marathons to run anymore. They'd have to, you know, I, I don't know what else you can do. Um, they have made it very obvious, especially on first down, almost every first and second down, that they're going to – they're going to keep it on the ground and that's what they'll continue to do you know and and the the reason is i'm sure the debate turned to well you got to protect tom brady in that offensive line but the offensive line what they do best is run block and that's how you do protect tom brady and so there is truth to that but i think tom brady is perfectly fine playing this style 
because you know what? He wants to make it through the 18 regular season games, or 17 regular season games, and whatever comes after that, you know, with the 18th game. Um, he wants to be in the postseason. He wants to win a Super Bowl. So he's fine with what's going on right now. But, yeah, turn, run the ball, run, 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 run as fast as you can, gingerbread man. I mean, let's go. I mean, that's that's the plan right now to help that offensive line to keep Brady upright for all those weeks and to create some play action, you know, for the passing game. So, yeah, they're. Uh, I just don't know they can run it much more than they have already. And, and look, other teams know it. So they're going to make it harder on them to run the football, you know. But that's okay because if you start walking people down in the box and there's eight-man fronts or nine-man fronts, guess what? <laughs> Over your head. The old guy can still chuck it, man. He's not Peyton Manning circa last year in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. He can still spin it. Yes, so, he can. You know, but yeah, I mean, that's 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 ridiculous is what that is. Well, on that on that note, Bob had emailed you a question. He said, somewhere mm-hmm. Tony Dungy must be smiling with the Bucks employing the ground chuck offense that he used in the 90s with Trent Dilfer. I understand that it's about protecting Tom Brady and keeping the defense off the field, but do you think they can keep it up for over 17 weeks, particularly with Leonard Fournette claiming he is running on one leg? Is Rashad White ready to play a bigger role to spell Fournette over the length of the season? I, I don't know that he is, and I, and I think you're right. I think that the byproduct of this is going to be one beaten up Leonard Fournette. I don't think he's going to make it through the season. I don't know that he's going to make it through next week. I mean, he is taking an incredible, incredible amount of physical punishment every time he touches the ball because, like I said, people know what the Bucks want to do, and they're still trying to do it, and he's been successful at it. To his credit, he's running over people, but I have already seen him begun to wear down, you know, um, and you're going to need to get more out of Rashad White. I mean, that's that's the answer, and if not him – then it's got to be Keyshawn Vaughn or Giovanni Bernard. You need a committee out there more than you just need, you know, the chairman of the board. I mean, you 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 need some other people to try to keep that guy fresh if you're serious about going to and winning the Super Bowl. So they they need to distribute the workload just a little bit better. And if if White's not ready, in other words, if he's making mistakes, dropping passes, doing these sort of things, not getting yards, you know, in the run game, then you know, next man up, right? These other two guys have played a lot of football. So you're going to have to turn to them. But, yeah, I I, I think it could definitely have a, an impact on Fournette, who's already, you know, missed the last three games a year ago and the postseason game. You can't afford to lose your bell cow like Leonard Fournette right now. Steve had emailed a question to rstroud at com, and you can email those questions anytime. He says, I'm relatively new to Florida, a transplanted Yankee, and a big Brady fan. He said, we arrived in Florida at the same time. His question is related to the hamstring injuries. He says, simple observations reveal that the Bucks receivers have had big issues with them the last few years. Can the same be said for Jacksonville and Miami's receivers, assuming they all have the same climate, et cetera, to deal with? Or is Tampa Bay just snake bit? I know it's good to stay hydrated, but is there something else going on? I get this question a lot, and the, I guess my answer is I don't have the first clue, you know. I'm like, I'm like Colonel Jessup on this one, you know. Maybe they lost too many fluids. Maybe they ran too many stairs. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked at Jacksonville. I haven't looked at Miami enough. They have had a lot of hamstring injuries. I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's sort of epidemic throughout the league in this sense is that 
used to be my day um guys came to to work out or they came to training camp or whatnot and they had about i don't know seven to ten days where they were playing a game and you played four preseason games and the veterans played in the preseason games i couldn't imagine and i think this is part and parcel one of the reasons why you're getting so many hamstrings especially these first couple weeks is i can't imagine having played one series in the preseason preseason not regular season preseason and then comes sunday september 11th and it's like all right boys strap it on we're going as far as we can go like 65 70 plays do you know what your body and your legs in particular must feel like after that because even when you're playing, I mean, you know, every down doesn't matter, right? Every possession is not necessarily, you know, going to cost your team because it's it's preseason, it's training camp, and so on. And now you go out there and emotionally, physically, you got to be gassed, man. At some point in the early part of the year, you've just got to absolutely be, you know, worn out. And And that's what I would worry about about Leonard. I mean, I, I know he's a big hoss and, you know, 240 plus pounds or whatever, but that's, it's a big load. He's trucking right now, man. All right. Alejandro tweeted us. He says, if the injuries to the wide receiver position keep on piling up and then turning into long-term versus short-term, could we see the Bucks adding other receivers to the roster? And if so, who other than Cole Beasley? Oh, hell yeah. And we talked about him, man. OBJ, you know, you just got to hope the timing works out that you can spackle enough wins together and get guys, you know, back healthy in and out of the lineup. But is it reasonable to think that Julio Jones is not going to play more than half the games? Yeah, because he hasn't done that in the last two years, right? Um, Chris Godwin is still a question mark. Even when he does come back, is he going to be Chris Godwin? Scotty Miller has taken a significant slide back, you know, to the point where if they activate Cole Beasley, Scotty Miller may get cut. He may get cut. So, yeah, they, there's room for another receiver, and his initials are O-B-J. And, you know, that that's a guy that you can't let go to the Rams, you know? You just, that, that's not going to help you in any way. And I, I guarantee you that the GOAT, you know, has his contact information. He's probably checking on him every day. You know, and if you think that the Bucks have have the juice to get you back to a super, get you to a Super Bowl and win it, that's all the appeal you need. So, yeah, I, I definitely think. Look, th- like I said, there is nothing, ain't no mountain high enough, or OBJ low enough to to keep them from trying to do every single thing they can do to win right now, right here. You know, that's it. And and it should be that way with the NFL. And every team in the NFL should have that desire. But they don't all have the same urgency because they don't have, you know, a quarterback like Brady that most likely is in his last year here and then maybe ever. So, yeah, you got to go for it big time. Do you think Brady's on the phone to Gronk as well? No, I mean, I think they talk anyway. You know, I don't think there's like, hey, man, this is worse than I ever thought. You got you to gotta come back, man. I can't do this alone. There's probably a little bit of groveling and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think my guess is that that 
Gronk has given the Heisman to the Bucks and to Brady enough times to where he's probably not even trying. But when it come come closer to December, when there's just a month left and you got some time to get back in shape before the postseason, to me, if if that phone call isn't made by December first or very close to it, then Gronk is truly retired. Um, could something speed that up? Absolutely. You know, it sure could. I mean, the tight ends are not lighting up the scoreboard right now. They're in the hell. They're not even seeing passes thrown their way. And so I, that's the most famous free agent, right? And he, and he's known him for a long time. So we'll see what the power of recruitment is, but it would not ever shock me if he became a Bucks receiver again, based on what their needs are and who's left. All right. Ellis had tweeted. So given the small sample size, I know we can't say for sure. But if the Bucks defense continues to dominate like they did the first two games, would we be able to speak with them in the same reverence as we speak of the O two defense? It's possible. It sounds blasphemous, but it's possible. And stay with me here a little bit. What if I told you? Okay, you know the old what if I told you? What if I told you that Devin White was gonna win defensive player of the year? And that he was gonna play ten or twelve years in this league and win a couple Super Bowls. You know, before long, he's going to have the credentials of a Derrick Brooks. I mean, that's possible, right? It's early in his career. We can't Mm -hmm. really make that prediction yet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you've got other players. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett is one of the elite pass rushers in this league the last three years, and it's not even close. You know, he had the 19 and a half sacks two years ago, but he's been a consistent, you know, pressure guy on the quarterback and will be again, and already has two sacks in the first two games. And you know what? Simeon Rice came over here and averaged 10 sacks a game for every year he played. I mean, in his career, not just in Tampa. So Shaq Barrett, Simeon Rice. You can go down the line, you can kind of see you know, some parallels. But the biggest parallel is this. They don't allow any points. I mean, they don't allow any points. They have field goal against Dallas in... A, touch, a, a garbage touchdown that, by the way, Todd Moles is, Bowles is still mad about. Heard him on his radio show. He's still ranting about it. He's like, oh, they should have never scored. That was terrible. Yeah, well, you would have gone two games with no touchdowns then. As it is, it looks pretty good. Ah, yeah, you know, I don't know. We were, we were terrible on that drive. I don't know what happened. So all that being said, what did the Bucks defense do in 2 They had a number one scoring defense. Bucks are number one right now, I believe. Um, they had, I want to say, five defensive touchdowns. That was a goal. Um, you know, a, just a ton of turnovers, whatever they set their minds to. is I think they got it and eclipsed it. But, you know, and, and they're off to a 2-0 start. I mean, it's very, very similar to this point. But, you know, long, longevity has its curse. I mean, he, they need to do this every week. And have to do it for a full season. And then, oh, by the way, for good measure, if you get into a Super Bowl, go ahead and, and you know, have your five interceptions there and a couple of pick sixes. And then they can talk to you about being one of the best defenses, not just in Bucks history, but in, in the NFL history. That's how that go. You know, so they can do a lot of things, man. There, there, there's a lot of great things that they can prove, especially defensively. And like I said, Devin White, Maybe he's a Hall of Famer one day, you know? Like, maybe he is. And there could be others on that defense. We just don't know. But we know there were two 
on the defense you're talking about, and you know that obviously was Sapp and Brooks, and now John Lynch as well. So mm-hmm. there's three, and possibly Rondé at some point, and possibly Rondé should be next. Absolutely. Well, Brian, we'll piggyback off that tweeted us. He says through two games, do you see Devin White taking that jump you expected last year from him? I do, I do, and I and I think he was humbled last year. I think he came off the Super Bowl win with a lot of fanfare, deservedly so. Um, rookie comes in and wins the Super Bowl his first season in the NFL. It's like, oh, this is pretty easy. Well, no, it's not. You know, look to your left, look to your right on any team. You're going to find a whole bunch of guys that never sniffed it. And, you know, he got opportunity as a result of winning a Super Bowl. He did commercials. He did um, a movie about his life, essentially, you know, by NFL Films, Wild Horses. He was everywhere, and he cashed in, and good for him, you know. That's what I would do. I would want to cash in whatever fame I had at the time. Um, the problem is that he didn't go out and play very well. And he let some things slip. And I I just think that, you know, his his attentions were sort of stretched elsewhere at times. And it was not a good year for him by his standards. I think he still made the Pro Bowl, but it wasn't really a good year for him by his standards, and I think he's rededicated himself mostly to the film room. You know, like a lot of the stuff that he winds up getting blamed for is simply because he's not in the right spot at the right time. And if the guys around him do that, you know, I was listening to Todd Bowles talking about the, the you know, game two, and really in each game they've kicked off and allowed the opponent to drive pretty much the length of the field and kick a field goal, you know, and – you can't do that. <laughs> you just can't do that, man. That's a terrible habit to start games with because pretty soon they're going to start putting those field, those field goals are going to become touchdowns and you're going to dig yourself a hole. When we talk about grave diggers, that's how you do it. So they've got to find a way to turn that around and start faster. And maybe it's just that they lose a coin toss and, and take the ball instead of deferring to the second half. I don't know. But whatever it is, they're going to have to do it pretty quick. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We've got a couple more mailbag questions. We'll hit those on the show Friday. We're going to have Matt Baker, our college football writer, to talk about the Seminoles' 3-0 and start, the USF-Florida game, which was off the chains. Good. He was at that one as well. So we got college football talk. And uh, the Rays taking it on the chin again, Steve. They lose to the Houston Astros 5 to nothing. Only three hits in the game. They look like a tired team or one that is just you know kind of in a funk right now. Well, that's eight hits in the two games and scored a whopping zero runs. Wow. And, and the Astros are showing you why they're the best team in the American League. True. Uh, you Facts. know, they're playing really well and, and mm-hmm. showing it. But of more consequence is Shane McClanahan left the game hurt. Yeah. And now he man. did not look good. Mm. The first three innings, no strikeouts. Mm. It's either two or three swings and misses. Mm-hmm. That's not Shane McClanahan. No. Now he left no. with, what, shoulder spasms and tightness 
and his velo was down some, which explains a lot of that too. So, yeah, he doesn't look right. He doesn't feel right. Obviously, you know, he had the shoulder impingement that knocked him out for a while. Now he's back. Um, you don't see the ninety eight, ninety nines consistently like you were used to seeing, and I just think it's bad. I think it's all bad. I just think it's all bad when you go back out there, and you know, it's probably related to the first injury in some way or or whatnot. You hope not. You hope it's just slept on his neck wrong last night or whatever. I mean, you know, that's what you hope. It's not the elbow. It's not, you know, it's the shoulder this time, and it was spasm. So, you know, he slept wrong, maybe whatever. I mean, that's what your hope is. We'll probably know more in the next day or two. But they've got one more game against the Astros, and then they have to go to Houston next week as part of that nine-game road trip to end the season. It's hang on to the third wild card right now is what it is. It's like, hello, Cleveland, you know? Well, the good thing is, is Baltimore is far enough back. That's true. Where, you know, you hope you're, you're what, five and a half games ahead of Baltimore? You you don't want to fall out of the playoffs, let's put it that way. Right. You know, if you're the third wild card, you're okay with it. Yeah. Um, Probably more than okay if you can't be the first. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore lost to Detroit on Tuesday night, so that's helpful. Yeah, so your five and a half games for you know of your playoff cushion, I guess, is what you would call it. Right, right. Uh, you know, because to be honest, you'd probably rather be third wild card than second wild card. Absolutely, you'd rather be Absolute. the first to get home. Right. Mm-hmm. But the third one, you're going to play the Guardians most likely. The White Sox could still catch them, but yeah, but weaker division opponent, no matter which team it is, and you know. Yep. By then, you hope the bats wake up and you do a little more. But the magic number for Baltimore and Chicago, who are tied for the, oh, the first okay. spot outside the wild card, although Chicago's still playing, so that could be very, is, the magic number is eleven. Eleven, wow! So you need wow. eleven wins by the Rays or eleven losses by Baltimore and Chicago mm. to clinch a spot. So, uh, you know, and what, uh, f- how many games left? Not 14? that many to play. What, 17 left? Yeah. Yeah, you're at 148. So, 14 games left. Man, you can see it. You can smell it. You can feel it. All of that. So. But one more against Houston, then you get Toronto in town for four this weekend. Right. That's the fi- right. Yeah, the final home games of the year for the race. And then, as we've talked about, they could have 14 straight road games if they keep winning in the playoffs, but start on the road. Yeah, it just doesn't feel I, – I, you know, a couple of weeks ago I felt really good, but when McClanahan's shoulder situation, Tyler Glass now is going to be throwing in Durham. He might be a week or so away. Um, he's better than 50-50 chance to come back. So, Which is just incredible. Kyle and what Snyder's a boost. Up. What a boost. I think it'd be a boost in the clubhouse too. Absolutely. Not just not just, you know, on the field, which he can be electric, of course. Yeah. Great competitor, great guy. Um gonna bring a lot of life to them. So that'll be a good one. And one final thing, if you're looking to save money on your electric bill, call our friends at May Electric Solar. They've been installing solar panels and systems for twelve years. They have a thirty year labor and service warranty. You get seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of surge protection. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud, the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.